Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Hey, Tulare Community Church, I invite you to hear now the entirety of the book of 2 John. It says this, The elder to the lady chosen by God and to her children whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth. Because of the truth, which lives in us and will be with us forever, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your sister, who is chosen by God, send their greetings. This is the word of the Lord. We say thanks be to God. Hey, Lord, be with you, Tulare Community Church. My name is Ryan, one of the pastors here at TCC. We're in the second week of our series that we're calling John Cubed. We're taking three weeks to work our way through the books of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. These are letters written by the Apostle John at the end of the New Testament. Last week, we looked at the portrait painted by John of the comparison between light and dark, between truth and lies. And our passage today is only 13 verses long, but it also consists of the entirety of 2 John. And amazingly, there are likely dozens of different directions in which we could take our time today. But the direction that will have to suffice is this. In 2 John, we are called to walk at the speed of love. We're called to walk at the speed of love. I want to read a couple different sets of song lyrics for you as we dive in. See if you can pick up on some of the similarities. Here's some lyrics from country singer Luke Bryan. 60 seconds now feels more like 30. Tick tock won't stop and round it goes. Sand through the glass sure falls in a hurry and all you keep trying to do is slow it down. Soak it in. Keep trying to make the good times last as long as you can, but you can't. Man, it just goes too fast. How about this from rapper Andy Minio? Worried that this clock gon' stop, that this heart won't tick, missing what I got for things I still ain't get. I'm always in a rush trying to get home. I just hope time is on my side. I wish there was more. I wish there was more. I wish there was more hours in a day. As my troubled grandfather used to say, the doors are closing which was second only to his favorite line when he'd look up at the sky and whisper to no one in particular, it's a nice night for a knife fight. That's a sermon for a different day. How fast does time seem to go in your life? 
Does it feel like there's simply not enough time, not enough hours in a day? Do you feel chronically rushed, always in a hurry? If you do, you're not the first, nor are you alone. John Mark Homer, in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, lays out the history of hurriedness through the evolution of technology, starting with the sundial. In 200 BC, 2200 years ago, a Roman playwright named Plautus, I assume that's how you say that, wrote, The gods confound the man who first found out how to distinguish hours. Confound him too, who in this place set up a sundial to cut and hack my days so wretchedly into small portions. 1,200 years after that, we can blame a group of Christian monks for inventing the mechanical clock so that seven times of daily prayer would never be missed again. Suddenly, after that clock was invented, people no longer slept, rose, ate, or worked based on the sun in the sky rising and setting at different times based on the season of the year. We became masters of our own schedule. Yet another example on a long list of efforts by creation trying to wrestle away control from the creator. Now guess how many hours of sleep the average American got before 1879? 11. 11 hours was the average amount of sleep an American got before the year 1879. To which all the truck drivers hear this and think, well, 11 hours is how much sleep I get in a good week, let alone a single night. Guess what happened in 1879? Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Today, seven hours per night. The average American gets four hours of sleep less per night than 140 years ago. So with all of our technological growth, with our increased ability to be organized, to work more, to sleep less, we should have more than enough time to get everything done, right? In fact, the now famous Senate subcommittee in 1967 here in the U.S. was warned that by 1985, the average American would work only 22 hours per week for 27 weeks a year. I want that to sink in a moment. 22 hours per week for 27 weeks a year. 45 years ago, the major concern was that we would have too much free time. And we laugh now because as we all know, with the growth of technology, we have less free time than ever. That seductive little rectangle in your pocket or purse that the average person touches 2,617 times per day. By the way, that's a real statistic. The average American touches their cell phone 2,617 times per day. That little rectangle brought into the world by Steve Jobs in 2007 ensures that we're always at least a little alert, at least a little on edge, at least a little anxious, at least a little stressed. When was the last time you felt completely relaxed, completely rested? When was the last time you felt completely settled? In 2022, do we even know what that feels like at all? If something doesn't quite feel right, if you feel constantly rushed or in a hurry, you're not in the minority, you're the norm. What is offered to you today 
is an antidote not found in the latest and greatest new operating system update. It's not a better organizational technique. It's not even more sleep, though we certainly need it. It's a walk. A walk at the speed of love. In our passage of 2 John, there's a Greek word that sums up this whole phenomenon of chronic hurry. It's in verse 9 when John writes, Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. And that word for runs ahead is praago. And it can be translated as, quote, to go farther than is right. To go farther than is right. Few words could be more apt, could more aptly describe the nature of humankind through the arc of the Bible than praago. God created humanity with restraints because he knew that's what we needed. And from our very first decision on, we've tried to blow right past them. In the book of Genesis, we see rebellion, selfish ambition, and an insatiable hunger for power. Uh, we've seen that not only sever our relationship with God, but lead to dire consequences at every and any turn. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Try and stop me. Be content with what we have in our station in life. Now we're going to try to build a tower that literally reaches into the heavens. Be satisfied right where we are in this land you've given us, living in perfect peace with you, our creator. I think we'd rather be in slavery in a foreign place. Just listen to what you say. Hold you above everything else and we'll prosper and live freely. No way. Give us super long, complex laws with a bunch of consequences Trust that you're the true king, the ruler of all that is now. Give us a whole laundry list of guys who even at their best commit horrible acts of murder and adultery. To go farther than is right. There's a reason that the brilliant PhD Greek scholars who helped translate the original New Testament into English translate this word as run ahead. There's a contrast being drawn between the right way to worship God in the case of the new and in the new in the case of the New Testament to worship Jesus and there's a wrong way. And they both involve movement. Listen to the movement language in verses 4 and 6 in our passage. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Kasuke Koyama, a late Japanese theologian, wrote a book detailing the speed of God. And he called the book, Three Mile an Hour God. Because three miles per hour is the average speed at which a human being walks. Koyama writes in it, God walks slowly because he is love. If he is not love, he would have gone much faster. Love has its speed. It is an inner speed. It is a spiritual speed. It is a different kind of speed from the technological speed to which we are accustomed. It is slow, yet it is Lord over all, over all other speeds since it is the speed of love. As we have been building our theology over these last several weeks, we know God is love. Jesus is God. Jesus is love. Love is Jesus. And when we look at Jesus throughout the four gospel accounts of his life, he's never in a hurry. He never rushes. 
He is calm. He is unhurried. He is undistracted. He walks. He does not run. He never goes farther ahead than is right. He is always exactly where he needs to be, exactly when he needs to be there. Why? For what purpose? This is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. You know what's hard to do when you're running all the time? When you're going farther, faster than what is right? It's hard to pray. When you're rushed, when you're hurried, the last thing on your mind is prayer. Maybe a foxhole prayer will come up before a hard conversation, a quote, let's pray real quick before dinner, end quote, or if you're at a church function and the pastor calls on you to pray because he's tired. When you're moving faster than three miles per hour, getting on your knees before bed, allowing your mind to slow down long enough, sitting in silence to have a legitimate, honest, vulnerable conversation with God, the reality is that that's only going to happen once out of every ten nights, if that. You know what's hard to listen to when you're so chronically distracted, so chronically stressed that the voice in your head won't seem to shut up? It's hard to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit when you're reading scripture right after you wake up, before the kids are awake, before the sun comes up, before diving into the day. It's hard to love the Lord God, the first of Jesus' two most important commandments, when we're walking at a pace other than the speed of love. You know what's even harder than loving God when we're moving at warp speed? Taking the time to not only park your car, not only get out of your car, taking the time to not only pull out your wallet, to not only take cash out of said wallet, taking the time to hand said cash to the man or woman in need of it in the Walmart parking lot on Prosperity Avenue, but it's really hard. To feel like you have enough time to actually ask this man or woman how their day is going. It's really, really hard to take 20 minutes to actually hear their story. Hear about why they ended up in need of a few bucks in the Walmart parking lot in the first place. For those of you that live in town, if you're in a rush, more than a wave through the window of your car as you pull out of the driveway to the neighbor you live next to for more than a year feels like probably the most impossible thing in the world. I'm looking at myself on that one. It's really difficult to love the Lord God when we're running ahead, when we're operating at warp speed, when we're in a hurry. But it's next to impossible to love our neighbor as ourself when we're always running behind, always late, always cramming our schedule with more and more and more. We must walk. If Jesus moves at three miles per hour, so must we. The antidote to the restlessness inside is to join him at the pace of life that he lives at. John says, as you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. We must slow down if we are to live in obedience to his commands. We must walk. The way of Jesus is countercultural in almost every single possible way. Caring for the poor and needy, using our own hands and feet. Being good stewards of creation while also multiplying within that creation. Having a firm understanding of the way that God made us male and female he created us a desire for racial reconciliation coupled with a traditional sexual ethic the gospel is not of this world 
And yet perhaps no component of the gospel is more radical than its speed. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. We must slow down. We must move at the same pace that the God we worship moves at. We must not miss what he is doing right here, right now, because we are so focused on what he might do later, what he might be doing elsewhere. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We must move at the speed at which God moves, at which he has created us to move. We must walk at the speed of love. I want to close with a clip uh, from my favorite movie. If you haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge, please do. It follows the journey of Desmond Doss, who feels compelled to serve his country, the United States, during World War II, but refuses to carry a weapon because of his faith. And this infuriates not only his fellow soldiers, but his commanding officers as well. And he's nearly kicked out of the military altogether, but eventually he proves himself. He gets sent to Japan to fight in the Pacific Theater as a medic, And one night, he displays enormous heroism, rescuing dozens of wounded men left on the battlefield, enemies included. The next day, a massively important assault is planned. This is how it plays out. I saw was a skinny kid. I didn't know who you were. You've done more than any other man could have done in the service of his country. Now I've never been more wrong about someone in my life. I hope one day you can forgive me. that tomorrow is your Sabbath. Most of these men don't believe the same way you do. But they believe so much in how much you believe. And what you did on that ridge is nothing short of a miracle. And they want a piece of it. And they're not going to go up there without you. Waiting, sir. Waiting for what? Private Doss to finish praying for us, sir. 
Private Doss is praying for you. Who the hell is Private Doss? Let's go to work. Friends, don't miss what God is doing right here, right now, by rushing ahead to see what he might or might not do in a future place at a future time. Slow down. Walk at the speed of love. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.